What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast. We're doing our NXT review for Halloween Havoc Night 2. Um, just as a sort of general overview before we go segment by segment, uh, this episode, to me, was a little bit... Uh, it, it, it wasn't as good as last week, in my opinion. It was still a banger. I... I wasn't, I'll be honest, a lot of what was um, on the card to me just wasn't necessarily something I was interested in. Not every episode is supposed to be like the best event ever, right? And it's okay to have down episodes. I think I think it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like uh, the worst thing ever. It just, to me, it just, I didn't get the same sort of level of, excitement for this episode as i was watching it i caught myself drifting just a little bit um uh and so i will say um there were moments that were really good that that held my attention and then other moments that didn't and so let's let's start with it we start right out of the uh um the gate with the creeds versus umberto and um angel and this was a good match. This was a really good match. We're not going to cover the whole match move by move, but uh, this was a good match. Um, the creeds have slowly began to be- become my favorite tag team in WWE. As the tag team division just sort of has had zero... Uh, guidance on Raw and SmackDown. You turn to NXT and the tag division there is on fire and the Creeds, you know, they they come out and when they debut as Diamond Mind, I'm just not feeling it. I wasn't feeling it when they debuted with Roddy Strong. And a lot of it was I was just tired of seeing Roddy Strong on TV. I'm going to be completely honest. I wasn't really a fan of Roddy Strong. Um, But the Creeds and Ivy Nile, what they've built has been one of the best like organic sort of growths um that I, that that I've seen uh but uh, the creeds may potentially I'm I'm going to go on a limb here and say if the booking stays in their favor the Creeds may end up being one of the best tag teams in WWE of all time. This, I mean, this is Benjamin Charlie Haas level of excellence in the right. That this has the America's Tag Team 2.0, which is what Academy was supposed to be, right? And I can see a storyline with Alpha Academy and diamond mine sort of merging together i could see them doing that as a storyline that would be pretty interesting 
but the creed's just Julius Creed's a beast. Brute, uh, Brutus is just a crazy dude. Like just crazy athletic ability from these people, from the from the Creed brothers. Um, th- there's a lot of potential with them. Um, Angel and Umberto did a, a good job as well in this match. I thought it was a, a very good match. Um, a lot of you know weapons used. They definitely did the the gimmick uh, and used the stipulation very well. Um, and it's it, it was a good way to start the show. Um, you then have Alba Fire and Isla Dawn show up and sort of take over the host job from Shotzi and Scarlet. Um, and then we move into the next, uh, it's a commercial. Then after the commercial, there's a Gacy promo, which was probably one of the moments that, you know, I saw Gacy and I, 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 you know, under the commercials, I go on my phone and whether it's TikTok or, or Twitter and, and start scrolling around there. And I, and, you know, I see Gacy's face pop up and, and I put the phone down, right? I, I, people may not like Joe Gacy. Uh, from his debut, I've been interested in what his gimmick will become. I like the schism and, and what it was. And now that it's sort of uh, um, over with and Joe Gacy's out on his own, I'm very interested to see what what they do with him and what direction Joe Gacy moves in. Um, and so I was very interested in that. Then we get Tiffany Stratton and Fallon Henley for about 30 seconds. And this was one of those moments that sort of disappointed me. I'm a huge Fallon Henley fan. And a lot of it is because she partners with um, Briggs and Jensen. And I just love the the country sort of, it's not really cowboy, but it's just like Southern redneck style gimmick like uh, that it just screams you know and it's not even really necessarily like country but it's like redneck right in the bar you know briggs and jensen wear the attire wear attire that i see on people every day living down here in the south right and 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 then fallon um just adds an extra element to that group that is is a fantastic group and so i'm a big fan of fallon henley and 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 this is going to push storyline the way this happens, but I wasn't a big fan of you know having her make her entrance and then the match not actually happen. I was actually looking forward to that match. Um, you then have the the start of a segment that's going to sort of thread its way through the whole show with metaphor dressed as Scooby-Doo characters at the haunted house. They do this every Halloween Havoc, the cinematic segment. And this is what I'm talking about. We need some more cinematic segments in wrestling. This was fun. This was really, really fun, right? I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of the holiday of Halloween. You know, I'm not into the spooky horror stuff. I'm really not. This is, I've never been. Um, but every time they do the cinematic haunted house stuff, this is, it's just fun. It's a fun little segment, right? Um, and metaphor, as much as I'm not the biggest fan of metaphor, and, and I'd, if they disappeared, I'd be okay with it. 
Um, this was a fun segment um, throughout the show as a way to sort of weave back and sort of thread a um, a story through the show to keep people interested. Um, and so everything they did with that was was really, really fun. Um, and then it ultimately leading to a Heritage Cup match next week. It was it, it was fun, right? Um, everyone got the shine in it. What I like about uh, Metaphor is just how completely different everyone out other than Noam Dar is. And, and, and this is how, you know, good Mensa is. And, and people complain about Lash Legend, but her, her promo ability is like top tier, at least to me. Her wrestling ability, not the best. But her ability to sort of talk and, 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 you know, especially when she's able to, what I would assume be herself, Lash Legend's good on the mic. I could see her definitely playing this sort of valet-esque character continuing on in her career. And then Jakara Jackson, same thing, right? Um, overall, just a, a really fun segment to, to weave its way in multiple different parts of the show. We have the North American Championship match between Fraser and Mysterio. I'm going to say one thing with this. As much as I am impressed by the speed of Nathan Fraser, my re my reservation with it is it's it, it could be very very dangerous. The faster you move, the less time you have to correct error, right? And and the quicker you might end end up in an injury situation. Um, it's less time to react. I I'm not saying Fraser's dirty. I, I'm not going to say that. He hasn't hurt anyone yet. My fear, though, is is he's going to mess up a move one of these days just because of how fast he's going, um, that, it's go that his style of wrestling may end up potentially hurting someone. Not that it will, but maybe potentially will, just because of how fast he's moving. If he would just slow it down just a little bit, I think it, I think it would... Um, be a little bit better. I'm, I I just worry about some of these people who who move super super fast like he does. Yeah, you're you're very athletic, but I just worry that if if something if one of these accidents happen where a move gets botched and it could have just and it could be avoided if you just took another two seconds to do the move, um, then I would be fine. Ultimately, though, Rhea Ripley got involved again. I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. My my emotions for Judgment Day in this year alone, I've gone from not caring about them to absolutely loving them to at this very moment wishing they would stop being on my TV. It, it, they're on TV. They're they're sixty five percent of Raw, right? And then Rhea and Dom come to to NXT, and it's okay, but I just. I don't, they don't serve a purpose anymore, right? I, I get it. We're getting West versus Dominica looks again. And Wesley's back. So I'm happy with that. But I, I just, I'm at a point with Judgment Day right now where I just, if they could disappear and I would be okay with that. I'm, 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 I'm being completely honest. I like Rhea Ripley. I like Dominic. Could care less about the other two, but this whole Judgment Day gimmick of Judgment Day runs WWE. I, I'm, I'm completely over it. Um, 
I hope I'm not the only one that feels that way, but that's how I feel about Judgment Day. Um, the next match is Breaker versus Mr. Stone. It went exactly the way you thought it would. In, in the match with Von Wagner coming out and attacking um, Braun Breaker, I'm interested to see where this goes. Um, and how long this feud goes and ultimately who goes over on top, um, of this feud. It, it, it was, it was fun. It was, it was entertaining. Um, I thought the promo later in the night by Von Wagner was a little bit more important than him showing up. I mean, he needed to show up so that he could do the promo. Um, but the I'm I'm gonna finish this. Uh, I'm gonna you know he he's gonna get payback basically was the promo, and I just it, look who sees probably gonna be a match at deadline is my assumption. Um, so we'll see where that leads. It's a good, it's been a good uh, feud so far. Braun playing this sort of ruthless heel, um, is he's doing a pretty decent job at least to me to it. Um, so other than that, you know, very fun. The women's tag championship match, um, happened. I guess, I guess we could say this was decent. Um, I, I, I just, I didn't get the feeling that I thought we could have gotten from this. Um, and I know the story we're building of, uh, you know, JC trying to cheat, but Andre Chase not letting her. Um, it, it's a understood story. Like it's it it doesn't take a NASA scientist to figure out what's going on here. Uh, my my wonder is is this going to lead to JC leaving? Is it going to lead to JC and Thea leaving? Are we going to get JC versus Thea? Where's the where's the feud at here? Um, um, and so that's that's sort of the question that I have going into to the 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 next week episode of this, w where we head it towards with this story. Um, Chelsea and Piper Niven retain, and ultimately, I'm assuming we'll end up fighting Isla and Alba, um, probably at Survivor Series, maybe or maybe a feud looking forward going into the new year. You get Lola Vice and Kalani Jordan to end the women's breakout tournament. Um, like I said, I don't know if I said it on my NXT review or on last week's episode of Slapping Mead of the just the normal show of um, um, predictable does not mean bad. Lola Vice winning this tournament was super predictable doesn't mean the tournament was bad we, we got a lot of good matches out of it Petrovic is going to be a star in the making Jada Parker a star in the making Kalani Jordan star in the making but Lola Vice was easily predictable to win this tournament for several reasons one she's talented two she's an ex-MMA fighter three she has an ass on her that's the first thing people noticed when she was announced that she signed with WWE people noticed her ass Right, literally, that's that's the thing people noticed. That was the talk of the town, uh, of Twitter, of the IWC when it was announced that I don't even remember her real name at this point. Um, assigned to 
WWE, people looked her up because they either didn't know who she was or just to, you know, you know, a lot of a lot of it just we didn't know who she was. And so we looked her up and we realized, ah, she's got and we, we figured out why she got signed. She got an ass on her. She's an athlete. She's going to go well. Right. I've always said this. If if professional athletes can take the beating that taking bumps and, and actually having a match is, if they could get past that, they'll be the best wrestlers on the roster. Right. Uh, if if you, you could take George Kittle, right, take George Kittle off the 49ers, put him, train him for, you know, six to six months to a year, have him get over the how how much of a beating you take taking bumps. George Kittle would be the best one of the best people on the roster. Once he makes it and is trained and it gets comfortable in the ring because of how athletic he, he's just an athlete. He's a freak. He's, he, he, he will look the best in the ring or one of the best in the ring, right? You, you take these athletes, you get them over the pain factor of taking bumps and right. And so same thing with Lola Vice here. She's an athlete. I mean, she was an MMA fighter before doing this. Like she's, she, she can do this. This isn't just someone off the streets who goes through the indie circuit and has never done an athletic event in their life. Like athletes just perform better. Right. And so Lola vice Kalani, you got a big future ahead of you. Lola vice was the right person for this. And we'll, we'll end up with Lola versus I would assume Lyra versus Lola at deadline. And that's going to be a fun match. Um, so we'll see where that where that leads. That might be the feud for the next three months or so, um, heading into Stand and Deliver, which would be the next NXT of big event after Deadline. Um, but this was a, a decent match. It, it provided uh, some content. It was it was decent. It wasn't like the best thing ever, um, but it was it was it was really good. It was really good. You continue again the Haunted House we already discussed. Then we get to the main event. And you have Carmelo and you have Ilya and they just, just like they always do, they leave it all in the center of the ring. These are always the best matches, right? Ilya and Carmelo are the future of the men's division, right? When Roman is gone and Seth is gone, we got some young guys down here that are going to hold that are going to step into their place. Ilya is going to hold it down. Gunther's going to hold it down. Braun's going to hold it down. Melo's going to hold it down. Trick's going to hold it down. Right? We got some, we got, we're building future in WWE, right? Other companies I don't see building future, right? I see a lot of companies trying to sign people off of name factor. And, and WWE seems to me to be the only person building new talent. Show me another company building new superstars at an elite level. AEW's not doing it. I don't really, I didn't really get that vibe of we're building new stars watching uh, Bound for Glory. Bound for Glory was a great event, but I didn't see we're building new stars. Right, AEW is going to bring up Nick Wayne and and sorry, Nick Wayne's a mid carder. You're not pushing him. He's not right. Nick Wayne is literally Zach Gowan with two legs. 
I just no one's building the future for their company the way WWE is building the future for their company. They are literally building the future for their company. Um, a banger of a match. Trick comes out, distracts Carmelo, which allows Ilya to retain his title. We get a stare down with Melo and Trick. And while that stare down's happening, they're running with the camera backstage where Corbin is going after Ilya. And so heading into deadline, we're probably going to get Trick. Right? We look towards deadline, what we've picked up here. Deadline of being um, about a month away. It's about five weeks, I believe. Um, about five weeks, I think, from this Saturday. And, you know, so as we look towards deadline, it's probably going to be Trick and Mellow. Probably going to be Corbin and Dragonoff. Probably going to be Vice and uh, Valkyria. We'll probably get Fallon and uh, Tiffany. Um, we'll we'll get it. We'll get something in the tag division, whether it's Chase U versus uh, the family or something different. Maybe OTM involved. We got a promo by them with scripts today, and it was a very good promo to reintroduce scripts for. For the for this character, it was really good. I enjoyed that. Um, but deadline looks like it's going to be a really good Wesley versus Mysterio, right? Let's name the matches we could we potentially got some teases for for deadline: Valkyria versus Vice, Trick versus Mellow, Dragonov and Corbin, uh, Family versus Chase U, um, Braun versus Von Wagner. Um, shoot, I, I don't even have them all that I just said. Like we have six or seven matches. Oh, Fallon versus Tiffany. Um, potentially something with Thea and JC Jane, right? Depending on how the booking goes the next month. I mean, we got six, seven matches that are starting to take place and, and looking like we're going to get already. And now we just need a, a five-week build. This is going to be a good event. Deadline's going to be very good. I'm going to go ahead and say this. There, There's three premier live events on WWE schedule. Crown left for 2023. Crown Jewel, Survivor Series, Deadline. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Deadline will be the best of those three events. And I'm not trying to do this as a as a hot take. I'm not trying to do this to get viewership. That's literally how I feel. Deadline will be the best premium live event left for WWE in 2023. Between Crown Jewel, between Survivor Series, and between Deadline, NXT Deadline will be the best of those three premium live events with the, the, the potential matches that we could get on that card, right? You have like eight matches that you already are starting to get pieces that over the next four to five weeks leading up to that event, we're going to get some solid build to. And, and Shawn Michaels is just cooking 
He's got five weeks to cook up the best show that he can put, and it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna deliver. I already know it's gonna deliver. Right? I'm not looking forward to Crown Jewel. I'm gonna watch it. I'm not looking forward to it. The card looks okay, but I'm just not looking forward to it. And the build to Survivor Series just, again, I'm not really ex- expecting anything from it. Right? Because all the talk of the town right now of Survivor Series is, is Punk showing up? And we've talked about it, my thoughts on that. It's Punk showing up. That's the talk of Survivor Series. And everything I'm hearing is, uh, we got to judge this worse because if Punk doesn't show up, it's not a good show. No, no, no. no. Let's respect the superstars. Though. If Punk shows up, cool. If he doesn't, still give respect to the people who were, were scheduled in and, and put on the show. They're going to be great events. I, I, I thoroughly believe that. But Deadline's going to be so much better. I, I thoroughly believe Thoroughly believe that. Um, but there's that review. I'm not. I'm not going to try to keep y'all here forever. Um, these are just tr- my thoughts on the episode and where we're leading. Not much really to to discuss with this episode. To me, it was a it was a standard TV episode. We got some interesting things going on. They did a good job building towards the next premium live event and allowing Shawn Michaels to begin giving us a direction toward what's going to happen there so that he can go ahead and start the, you know, this is him firing up the, uh, the, the fryers. This is him firing up the oven, firing up the, the stove top. He's getting ready to cook a feast for us in December 9th, right? He's going to cook us a feast on December 9th. And we're going to, we're going to sit back and we're going to watch and enjoy deadline. And I thoroughly believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Pointed at if I, I'll come back here on December 9th. If I'm wrong and it was it was a bad pay per view premium premium live event, I'll come back and, and 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 I'll correct myself and say hey I was wrong, but I highly doubt I will. Y'all y'all he's 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 turning on the kitchen, and he's getting ready to whip up a feast, and we're, and it, I believe is going to be the best of the three remaining events on the calendar. And if and if Shawn Michaels get uh, Shawn Michaels with five weeks to cook up a feast, this could potentially be the best event of the year. And this is why I'm not doing my best of the year. I normally do best of the year in November. This is why I'm not doing my best of the year to the last episode of the year, because or one of the last episodes of the year, because. WWE has an event in December and I and I want everybody to get an opportunity to put on all their events that they have on their schedule. Right? And so, you know, we're going to wait to the last moment to put out the Speaking of end of the year, um like I don't know if I announced this or not yet, but my brother host of the Junkyard podcast, Junkyard James, more than likely will be uh on the best of the year episode with me, trying to see if my friend Cody can also join. Um, and, and that way we can ha- add to that discussion, but we will have an episode solely based on that. Um, the best of the year at the very end of this year. Um, look forward for that. Thank you all for watching and listening again, like share, subscribe, follow, depending on the, the site that you're on. Um, join the slapping meat wrestling podcast discord by clicking the link in the description Leave a review for us if you're listening on podcast networks. Um, if you don't like the show, 
give us a one star. If you love, if you like the show, give us a five star. I don't want it. I don't want no three star reviews. I've gone over this before. I want you to embellish a little bit. Embellish this. It's not lying. It's just embellishing the truth a little bit. Right? Give me that five star. Right? Overall, though, if you if you enjoy it, do me a favor and share it with your friends. Get them in the slap and meat gang here. And um just you know, show them the podcast, let them listen to it, see what they think. If they want to join the Discord, let you know, tell them where to watch it or, or where to join it at. And um, I mean, that's all we can do. That's all. That's all I'm asking for you guys. Right. Share the podcast, like, share, subscribe. Thank you guys for watching and listening. Slapping meat wrestling dot com for your for slapping me merchandise. Thank you all for watching slash listening. However, you're consuming this and uh, I really do appreciate it. And I will see you all on Saturday with the crown jewel review show. So until then, you have a great rest of your week. Brother, I'm going on a wild Hulk Hogan. If I like get some moment, I'll make sure it's an explosion. Cause lately I've been seeing stars trying to kick out on his jaw cord. But it's no.